Hey folks, if you've been tuning in over the last couple of months, you've heard all about the GameTime app and how it can save you some serious cash on last-minute tickets to sports, concerts, all types of shows. Around Christmas, it's a great time to check out, see what the good deals are on the Islanders games. you got your panoramic view when you click on a seat if you do pick a ticket and go to the game. Now GameTime is hooking you up for the holidays with a $10 credit. Here's what to do. Download the GameTime app in the Google Play or App Store. Click on the My Tickets section of the app, create an account, then under the billing section, redeem code THEATHLETIC. Once again, that's THEATHLETIC, all one word, for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money, people. Credit is only available to the first 1,000 people who redeem the code, and it expires at the end of the year, December 31st, 2019. So make moves quick and score last-minute tickets. back everybody this is no sleep till belmont your islanders podcast from the athletic uh i'm arthur staple it's mark parish over on the other side of uh, the country well not the other side of the i, I always feel like close you're, enough. Other, you're close enough you you i feel like you're sitting next to me but you're really like a thousand oh, miles away so i'm pretty much uh, canada merry christmas happy holidays to everybody out there i hope it's been a good week uh hasn't been a lot of hockey the last couple of days but we've still got tons to talk about so let's get right into it this is kind of going to be our Look back at the calendar year 2019 um, for the in, the in the world of the Islanders, which cuts off a few exciting things from 2018, like Lou Lamarillo being hired, Barry Trotz being hired, John Tavares leaving, everybody thinking the Islanders were going to suck, and then everyone <laughs> everyone being wrong. Um, Amen. But yeah, we're going to look back a little bit at 2019 and then look ahead to what we think is going to happen in 2020, which uh, Mark is very good at predictions, right? So. I'm sure oh yeah, and pay, I just pay attention I, oh, to that. Go right to Vegas. <laughs> so I'm gonna I, I'm gonna start uh, with our look back at the calendar year 2019 with, uh, with with to me the most important game of calendar year 2019, and that to me was Game One of the playoffs last spring, Islanders and Penguins. It was the first time in 31 seasons the Islanders were the top seed in a playoff series and hosted Game One, which is probably among the ridiculous stats in the gap between the dynasty era and now is the most ridiculous because they've had some good teams. They just never were the higher seed. It's crazy. Yep. Um, so strong so, the East has been. Uh, it, mm, yes. Also how weak the Islanders. I mean, if you look back. <laughs> fair, fair enough. <laughs> between, between 1988 and 2019, uh, there was your, you know, your guys' great season in 02 where you just yeah. barely missed out being the four seed. Um, there was 2014-15, where if the Islanders win a shootout against Columbus at home in Game 82, or even win in regulation, and they gave up a two-goal lead late, they host uh, the series against Washington in Game 7 and is on at the Coliseum much instead different. of in D.C. Yes, much different. Yep. And 2015-16, where they were slightly less, you know, they were, weren't quite as good, but the, the division was so strong that they ended up being the crossover team and playing Florida, uh, who was the top division winner in the other division, and they actually were probably a better team than them, and then Tampa. So um, be that as it may, they they hosted game one of two thousand of the 2019 postseason run, um, and it was the Penguins, a team that has uh, given them a lot of trouble, playoffs and otherwise, over the years. So, I, you know, they really weren't, even after all of – the things that they accomplished in a 103-point season and played so well, they really weren't viewed as a team that was that was going to 
be the favorite in that series. It was, you know, there's only a few points between them and, and Pittsburgh, but, uh, but, but I think a lot of people just sort of felt going into that series, the Islanders still hadn't shown enough. Um, and really, you know, it was such a bizarre game. The, the fans at the Coliseum, great as always, just, oh. you know, loud, excited yep. into it, right, you know, from warm-ups all the way on through. Amazing to- atmosphere. Yeah, and they had a goal waved off by Tom Kunakel about 45 seconds in where he was just a, sh- a hair offside and ripped one uh, past Matt Murray. Uh, and that was kind of, everybody kind of sagged back at that one. But then Jordan Eberle scored, uh, you know, a minute 40 in. And it was it was a nice back-and-forth game. But the Islanders, I think, showed that they could kind of handle Pittsburgh's big punches. Um, they showed that Adam Pellick and Ryan Pollock were going to be a defensive yep. pair to, to reckon with because Sidney yep. Crosby didn't get much of anything in that game. Nothing. And then Pittsburgh ties it late, uh, and there was no panic. And the overtime wasn't even really back and forth, and it was a great play by Matthew Barzal. Hit the post, and everybody was kind of sitting around wondering what was happening. Josh Bailey swooped in, OT winner, fans go nuts. And the Penguins didn't really even get a sniff after that in that series. So no. to me, it was just another marker for that Barry Trotz team to prove that they were not only good, but also resilient and all the other things that now I think we're halfway through the next season. And I think everybody sees that this is an Islander team that's, that's actually good and, and isn't just, you know, defying the the metrics and defying some of the odds, but, uh, but is a team that really is confident in itself and in those key moments. And that was the first real key moment they had in that playoffs. It was, there's uh, one thing to, and yes, and, I, and mind you, I want to go back to my predictions. I was one of the few <laughs> at the NHL Network that actually did predict that one correct. I didn't wow. do so you well the rest of the playoffs, but I got that right. <laughs> well, I didn't have a sweep. I, the, the, the game thing, that's overrated. Just who's going to okay. win the series, right? Yeah. Fair enough. I, I might have it go six, seven games, but uh, that does, beside the point, I had the Islanders actually winning. Uh, so... Uh, to, to talk about the way this has helped uh, gel, mold, build this team under Barry Trotz. That playoff series, that victory, that win was way more, does way more for the guys in the room. Not not the fan base. And yes, of course, the fan base that, that just adds to the belief. But most importantly, the players. It's one thing. And I was on plenty of teams that had very good regular seasons and yeah that's something to build on but then you lose in the first round and it's kind of a wah 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 feeling mm-hmm. so like yeah. yeah okay we had a better year but we didn't do anything with it i mean, didn't even want a playoff series so for them to go and not just win the first round but to win against Sidney crosby and his pittsburgh penguins that did more for the room, gave the room way more confidence than just coming in and being like, hey, hey, Barry's a good coach and I like this. I think we have something to do. They beat the Penguins in the first round. That was enormous for the belief of this room. And you know because of that, yeah, Carolina was disappointing in the second round. Everybody has the aspirations of being that one team standing at the top at the end of the year, holding the cup over your head. But just knowing that, they're like, hey, not only did we have a good year, but we beat Pittsburgh. We we won to not even take away Pittsburgh out of it too. Like we won a playoff series. We were, you know, like to have that belief in the room is enormous. It's it's almost immeasurable. And that's why you come back for that next year just hungry, just excited. You got that feeling of that little bit of success of winning a playoff round, the excitement, the energy, not just in the locker room, but around the fans, the building, even in the league. All of a sudden people are talking around the league like, holy cow, the Islanders are no joke. 
Had they not won that first round, would they be like, eh, well, they had a good year, but can they actually do anything with it? So that playoff series did that win, that sweep, mind you, too, sweep, did more than anything else they did all year. Yeah, and that, I mean, that game, it was, like I said, it was a back-and-forth one, but there was no there was no back-and-forth in the other three. The Penguins did get a lead uh, in, a, in, a, in the game's in uh in Pittsburgh but it was quickly erased and it was it was the breakout time for Jordan Eberle it was a breakout time for Brock Nelson um Matthew Barzell had a really solid eight games of the playoffs he was probably yep. uh maybe if he wasn't the best player in that first series he was by far their best player in the second series which was yep. a bit of a disappointment but um yeah. You know that's Barry as Barry Trotz uh, and Lou Lamoureux both say. You know, you, regu- you put forth a good regular season, but I think people find out what kind of player you are in the playoffs. And and I think yep. Eberle was a guy uh, who had a fairly disappointing eighteen nineteen, which was a contract year. I mean, he came on at the end to, to end up with nineteen goals, um, but well below his his career average. And and I think there was some internal debate about is this guy the guy for us? And I think that playoff series where he scored in each game. <laughs> That sweep um, ended up, I think, with nine points in the eight playoff games. That got him a contract here. Um, He would have gotten a contract somewhere. He's a very talented player, but I think fitting into what the Islanders want, um, that that was such a key space of time for him. And scoring that early goal, too, I think really ignited him. And, and, uh, you know, I think think winning the round – gave Lamorello and gave Trotz the ammunition to to essentially keep much of the same group together going into this season. Yeah. And whether that's going to be good for the long run, whether they have that next level to go to, as we've talked about, they've they've obviously proven they're a very good regular season team again halfway through this second season under Barry Trotz. But uh, it remains to be seen if they can take that next step. But but they showed, you know, they showed they could take a good, pretty good step. And that game one was uh, back last April was really the, the first sign of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. To go along with that, the legends, legacies, those, those aren't built in the regular seasons. That's, that's built in the playoffs. Uh, one of my favorite quotes, uh, I wish I knew it verbatim, but uh, uh, Gretzky, uh, when it came to losing to the Islanders back in the day before they finally beat him, uh, was, uh, I'll never be as good as Brian Trache unless I win a cup. So if you think about that, think how much the players put the emphasis the players put on winning in the playoffs and yeah again dang it no i gotta agree with you again but, <laughs> but that those those decisions that like you said that barry and lou made were and to go along that same line Aberly and these guys like all right they they do have what it takes when push comes to shove when it comes to crunch time when it comes to real playoff nhl hockey they have it and it does make those decisions so much easier all right, well, we covered the biggest game of 2019. Now let's talk about DoorDash. Long day at work, tough day at school, still stuck at the office? Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Snow piled up at your door? Why cook? With door-to-door delivery in all 50 states and Canada, order from your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, or the Cheesecake Factory. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code BELMONT. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code BELMONT. Don't forget, that's promo code BELMONT for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. All right, now we'll talk about, uh, we've talked about kind of the biggest game of 2019, and uh, let's talk about who the MVPs of calendar year 2019 are. For me, um, and considering... He was only an Islander for 
half of the calendar year. Hmm. I still got to give it to Robin Leonard. You know, we were just talking about that playoff series. Uh, Robin Leonard was a big reason why the Penguins only scored six goals in those four games. And when you got to Vegas, Barry Trotz pulling on the pulling in the Jack Adams Award, very deserved. But when we're talking about the guys on the ice uh, and accolades, Leonard and, Tom, and Thomas Grice sharing the Jennings Trophy. Um, Leonard, a Vezina finalist with only 43 starts, which is kind of unheard of. And winning the Masterton for uh, for his incredible personal story, which he's continued on in Chicago this year. You know, it's uh, yeah. we could we've talked about the the kind of the controversial decision to let him go and, and bring in Semyon Varlamov, which the Islanders have worked. It's worked out okay. Varlamov has been very good so far, um, but I think the way that the fans connected to Robin, uh, that they still the way they still connect to him, even yeah. though he's he was only here for a year and he's gone, yeah. and I don't see him coming back anytime soon. Um, it was, uh, I think, as time goes by from last season, uh, we're going to see how special a year that was to have a guy like him around who came in, um, shared his story with us uh, at, on our site from day one, and and uh, you know faced his demons head on and was yeah. was willing to to be open and honest about it. Talked about a lot of different topics and uh, and also managed to integrate himself into a very tight knit room. And I think uh, yeah. I think all those things to be able to do that and play as well as he did. He was uh, he was my my co MVP for 2019. Uh, yeah, I, I I and I would say he, he was my MVP, and I'm completely biased because I got a chance to play with him in Binghamton my last year playing in the NHL. He was a young goaltender. Um, hearing everything that came out last year, I, I was in constant contact with Robin. And to be honest with you, as the older guy uh, in Binghamton, I was more or less the Reg Dunlop, the player coach. Uh, style thing. I it, I was sick to my stomach to not know that he was dealing with certain things like this because I would have loved to have uh, helped him along the way. He's not the first teammate I would have had that's that's dealt with this. Uh, but to to go along with that, the courage to come into a locker room knowing you know this is quite possibly was was his last opportunity in the NHL. Uh, had, yeah. had things not worked out, I, I don't think he gets another contract. With all the love in the world to Robbie, uh, and for him to just be so open and honest uh, to to come into it, especially the how his impact not just in the locker room but on the ice. And nowadays, when we're looking at you know the the, the Marty Brodeur days of playing seventy games a year, uh, we finally realize that might not be best. Uh, for defense or for, excuse me, for the goaltenders, for the team. And there's much more of a split and not to take anything away from Thomas Grice as well. Uh, but yeah, for him to come in and the impact that he had and the way he just settled in was incredible. And, and the thing that I look at when I talk with Anders Lee and I talk with Nelson and Letty and those guys and Cal, uh, that it, he gave them a rallying point. He gave them something to kind of, you know, get behind and just rally around. And it was a lot of it was the courage that he had to just come in and be honest and open, which is very difficult to do at that level. And I'm not just talking about to the media and going out there to the fans and be like, hey, this is what I'm dealing with, where a lot of guys, especially when I first came in, like you didn't even talk about injuries. Like if you showed right. any sign of weakness, it was just that you were showing weakness. Like, you don't need help. You're a professional. Ice it. 
get back out there, you know, quietly talk to the trainer and pray to God he doesn't go tell the coach so you can keep playing because you don't want to, you're a tough guy and this is a man's game and all that fun stuff that, that I kind of went through. And now for him to come out and do that. And like I said, it takes courage because there's still, there's, there's still plenty of that machismo that that's around, not just the NHL, but pro sports as well. And, and I think that honesty and just, and, and the one thing I will always give up, he always wore his heart on his sleeve. Always. There, there was never, there was no BS. And I mean, he, he, what he knew exactly, you knew how he felt just by looking into his eyes, let alone how he was talking about or what he was talking about passionately for him to come right into a room, knowing very well that this is quite possibly, if not his absolute last chance, the NHL, and just to be honest with what he's going through, I, I, I can't imagine. I mean, that's that takes some some mental strength, that takes courage. Uh, that I'm so proud of him that he had, and that to me is, I, I would just give him the, the MVP. I wouldn't even give it a co MVP just because of that. Not the on ice play, not this, but what he did to the room and how he solidified, how he brought everybody together. And again, like I spoke with those guys, it gave them a rallying point. It, it gave it gave that team, you know, you, you always want that one thing as a coach, like, all right, how do we get these guys together? How do we get these guys to just truly care about each other as people in the locker room? And that will always carry over onto the ice. Always. That always carries over. And for him, that that whole rallying point, the way he handled it, his honesty, in, in 100%, he's my MVP. Yeah, I I, I go co-MVP just because we've got another season, half a season under our belts here, or close to half a season, and, uh, and uh, you know, he's not here for it, which is uh, Okay, so I was looking at the season. <laughs> not so. Sorry about that. I, I, now That's I get it. Hey, hockey player concussions, I'm a little slow. Give me a break. Right. I know. It's weird, it's weird to talk about. It's weird to talk I didn't about. think about it that way. <laughs> It's weird to talk about calendar years when they kind right. of bisect each season. But the other guy that I want to talk about is someone you're also pretty familiar with, uh, who's I think took a huge step forward last season and in the playoffs, and to my mind was the most essential guy to bring back of the of the in house free agents, and that's Brock Nelson because he's yeah. carried it over into this year. Correct. And just look at, looking quickly on uh, <clears throat> on NHL.com for the calendar year stats. Uh, you would think that whenever you look at the stats, whatever, however, whatever window you slice it up to, that Matthew Barzal would be the leading point scorer. But for calendar year mm-hmm. 2019 to right now, uh, you'd be wrong. It's Brock Nelson. Uh, yep. 24 goals is the most, one ahead of uh, Anders Lee, 54 points. Um, so yeah, and and I think it's deserved. I think this is a guy who has really stepped forward since Barry Trotz came in, and Barry Trotz said to him, "Look, you know, when Tavares left." We need a we need a guy who's going to be our one of our top two centers, and you're it. You're going to play in a lot more situations. You're going to take a lot of key faceoffs until Matthew Barzell is ready to kind of take that mantle. And it, it looked like this year that Matthew Barzell was ready to take that mantle, but I think in the last few weeks, uh, you've really seen the the Nelson Anthony Beauvillier tandem be the the, yeah. the driver of the top six, and uh, and that's a lot due to. To Brock Nelson and his reliability, you know, he he looks a little sleepy out there sometimes. <laughs> he's just I, laid back. Think, he's a Minnesota boy. He's laid back. But I think he's got it. You know, he's. <laughs> I, I think fans are starting to see that there's a little there's a little bit of an edge to him. I think you mm-hmm. think about, and it obviously didn't work out. His little pat on the head of Curtis McElhinney in the second round last year after an Islander goal down in Carolina. <laughs> that that would if the Islanders had managed to come back and even that series, I think that would have been a real talking point. I absolutely that. love he, that. Yeah, yeah, that was. And, uh, you know, he kind of got into it. Uh, who did he get into it with the other? Was it Mark andre Fleury or Carey Price? Uh, you know, oh. he's just 
Yep. He's a he's an he's a bit of an agitator, and he's got a yeah. he's got a little a, a real sly, subtle sense of humor. Um, Northern I think Minnesota he's just kinda, boy. That's, that's right. He's really and he's flourished on the ice. So for me, you know, we love Robin, like you said, and and his 2018-19 was was bar none MVP level. But I think looking over the course of both seasons, as we go into the sec- the back half of this year, Brock Nelson is Mister Consistency. There's not a lot of flaws in his game. For sure. And I, I remember, you know, getting an opportunity, obviously, to work out there uh, a couple of years ago. And, and he was a name that so many fans brought up to me. Uh, and to go along with what you said, like, man, he just kind of looks out of it, kind of sleepy, this and that. I'm like, no, he's just a laid back guy. And then uh, not to compare the two, uh, but, you know, a lot of people talked about that with like Patrick Marlowe early on in his career. Like, geez, yeah. just kind of, but there's, they're just, there's, there's that their mentality, they're just laid back guys. That doesn't mean they're not into it. That doesn't mean they're not passionate. It doesn't mean they don't care. Uh, and then, of course, it was last year was, wow, he's just having a big year because it's a, it's a, contract here and uh, everybody every pro athlete so there's always kind of that 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 negative draw to when your contract's up contract year that everybody everybody picks it up just because of that and then as you said like he has come back in and he has just continued that play if not even raise it a bit this season but yeah to me he's almost even raised it or he's just found that found that sweet spot in your career there's there's always a bit of inconsistency throughout your career and, and, and you never know when it's going to hit if it's going to be four years five years whatever it may be where all of a sudden you just kind of feel this confidence we're like all right here's my game this is what i'm going to play this is how i'm going to play night in and night out that's when when you your, your true professionalism your true what you're going to show what you bring to the table and and it certainly feels like brock has found that whether it's whether it was a confidence level whether it was sometimes it just sometimes the pucks just go in and they don't. And then all of a sudden your confidence, your game raises from there. I, I couldn't agree more. And when you look at those numbers again, like you said, you know, like where he came in his first year, Barzal, and you're like, holy cow, this guy's this, this nobody's going to touch this guy. He's going to be the leading scorer for the Islanders for the next 12 years, things like that. And where he's still, he's dealt with that as well. Now in Barzell's the ups and downs, obviously trots is, you know, last year was difficult, a frustrating year for, uh, for Barzell because hey, you got to learn the full game. You got to learn the team game, how to win a Stanley Cup, and maybe that's also the reason that Brock has has flourished. Is maybe he's just got a coach where it's the communication level. There's a confidence in what the coach is saying. There's a belief from the coach, regardless of what it is. I couldn't agree more. And he just as he does it so quietly, he just goes out there and he plays this game and he does all those little things, like you said, the confidence. Those guys on the team, those guys on the bench, the guys in the room, they all see that and feel it, and that just elevates everyone else's game. Well, we talked about the 2019 Islanders MVPs. Let's talk about DraftKings. If you're a football fan, the holiday season is here, and we know what that means, bowl season, as in well over 30 bowl games before the championship game on January 6th. If that's not enough to get you excited, the playoff push is underway for the pros. Need even more? The DraftKings Sportsbook app can get you in on all that action and more, 24-7, 365 days a year. With so much going on this week, they have great promotions running every day. From odds boost to free bets, DraftKings has it all. It's the final week of the pro football season, so be sure to get your bets in this weekend. And don't miss out on the bowl games happening all week long. Plus, DraftKings Sportsbook will give new users a free bet just for signing up. It's no wonder DraftKings Sportsbook is America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use code QUICK 
For a limited time, all new users can get a free bet when you sign up. Plus, when you make your first bet, you can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Don't forget, sign up with code QUICK to place your first bet, and you can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey only. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, for our last segment of this uh, year-end wrap-up show, we're going to look ahead to 2020. And uh, again, it's weird to look ahead to the back half of a season and then an off-season where we have no idea what's going to happen. So, uh, Mark, let's do let's do three key predictions for calendar year 2020. Um, they can be about the upcoming playoffs, the trade deadline, free agency in the off-season, whatever Ooh. comes to mind. So. We'll trade off. That'll give you some time to think of the next one if you've got something right off the top of your head. Or I'll start. How about that? Let's do that. Let's you start. Okay. I'll okay. come in with that's number my, two. That's, that, that's what my do kids do. <laughs> when I ask the kids, like, hey, well, how, you know, tell me something special about your day. It's like, you start, Dada. Huh. So, if you I'll call start, me a child, okay? you're right. <laughs> um, I'm going to stick with my, my preseason prediction, which is if the Islanders uh, – the Islanders are going to get to the playoffs. I don't think that's – I'm going out on a limb right now. Yep. Um, that would be an easy sitting. one. Yeah, that's not my prediction. But if they match up with the Hurricanes in the first round, which is definitely a possibility if it's the 2-3 game uh, – 2-3 matchup rather in the Metro, I don't think they advance. Uh, I don't love Carolina's goaltending situation still, but I think Carolina's got too much speed and um, a little too much skill, and they've got that memory of last season. But if it's anybody else, even if it's Washington, if the Islanders drop a little bit, or Philly or Pittsburgh, um, then I think the Islanders make it to the second round. So uh, that's my that's my 2020 playoff prediction is anybody but Carolina and the Islanders anybody get at Carolina. least to the second round again. So now you. Go ahead. Oh, I see. And I, I'm just going to – I was going to say, I think they win more than one. I think they're at least getting to the second round of the playoffs regardless of who they play. Okay. I, I I don't think that, again, I, and, and dang it, I got to agree with you again. I just don't like the goaltending situation in Calgary. Uh, Calgary. Good Carolina. Luck. Carolina. <laughs> Anybody but like Calgary. Anybody but Calgary. What is this, 2004 again? Holy cow. Or 2000, what was that, Tampa? Good Lord. That's um, right. Uh, no, Carolina. I just, I don't know. I, I don't think they can they can keep it together. I think with the, the way that the Islanders have just came together uh the the chip on their shoulder of of what happened last year in carolina uh i just i think they're going to be playing nest they're definitely going to get past the first round in my opinion regardless of who they play in the first round okay all right i like that uh i'll I'll do something a little more short term for my second 2020 prediction which is the islanders do make a trade to acquire someone whether it's a, a rental or somebody with a little more term uh it'll be a winger for the top six, Ooh. and I'm not I'm not going to say it's definitely going to be Tyler Toffoli. I have no inside uh, knowledge of any of this. By no, the, but I know you, you definitely but, want him to. We've heard that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He's the guy. But if it's not, even if it's not him, I could see the Islanders adding uh, a forward to their top six before the February trade deadline. Um, and I don't think they'll have to give up. Uh, a ton to get whoever it is, so I don't, I can't, I can't really see anybody coming off their their current roster. So yeah, uh, the you know Lou Lamarillo has only made one trade in his in his eighteen months on the job, nineteen months on the job, and that was Matt Martin bringing him back from Toronto. 
which um yep. but uh which was a good one um but i think this time around i think um instead of aiming for the highest of the high which is kind of what they did at last trade deadline i think maybe they'll aim a little bit lower especially now that taylor hall is off the market yep and i think they will pull the trigger and add somebody and i think it's going to help solidify that top nine like we've talked about i i like All that right. what's I'm, your second now you, no 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 you can't copy you got to come up with your no. own buddy let's go well, second no so okay so i i honestly that's that was one of the things is my prediction was actually going to be there was no way lou lamarillo sits quiet through another year there's just okay. no way uh so i think it's actually gonna be multiple i i don't think it's just gonna be one more than I one think, i wow. think there's gonna be two I honestly feel like there's just gonna be more than just one, and I and you know maybe maybe one's just to add depth. Maybe it's a, a defenseman. Uh, I know I, I love the winger thing, but I, again, I'm gonna go back to where we talked about. Uh, I think it was last week, maybe we talked about winning up the middle. You know, the goaltending defenseman center, yeah. and and I I think that you know maybe it's a defenseman. Maybe if something the price is right, but I feel like it's gonna be two, and I think a, a center wing. D center somewhere in there. I think it's going to be more than one. Okay. Uh, now I'm, I'm hard pressed for a third prediction. He'll, here's my Ooh. third 2020 prediction. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, and this is going to more double back a little bit on our, on our initial one. And, and it's Matthew Barzell is always going to be a deserving all-star participant. Uh, whatever the format's going to be this year. And certainly his, he'll be a consideration for whatever, whether it's a World Cup down the road, Olympics, he'll always be in the mix. But I think in the short term, uh, I think Brock Nelson is going to be the Islanders' representative in whatever all-star format we've got. And the, and the thing to me is either goalie would also be deserving, but I think they've split so evenly yeah. it's hard to really pick one. The 60-40 so days a, is tough now. You know, the 60-40 it's percentage, good, it's hard to pick one goalie, yeah, right, for sure. right. And in their division, I mean, you know, there's not – Braden Holpe is is yeah. uh, is the main guy in Washington, and he's been really good. There's Matt Murray has been really good, although maybe not so much lately. Um, so, yeah, so I think it's going to be Brock Nelson getting his first all-star nod and maybe not the most exciting of the last predictions, but I think we, we kind of front-loaded our, our exciting predictions. So you can give us one last one, Mark, and uh, send us on our way if you want to really, really just blow it out and come up with something – Earth-shattering, maybe a big free agent signing next summer. I don't even know who the free agents are yet. I was going to say, summer, so. you think I looked that far ahead? <laughs> I'm a hockey player. One day, at, one day at a time. One day at a time, Arthur. Exactly. Um, exactly. See, and, and uh, you know what? I'm just going to go along with you on this, and I think it's going to be Barzell. I just, okay. it's it's the it's never an, it's never a bad argument, especially well, if it's the three on three format. For sure, he's certainly exciting to watch. And and everything, you know, it, it, you got the NHL sometimes is a, a year and maybe a couple years behind. Uh, on maybe giving guys opportunities, but they, 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 they have plenty of times in the past, uh, taking care of guys. They're like, Ooh, that guy kind of got overlooked that rookie year. Oh, that guy kind of got overlooked that last year. And I, I just think the other thing too is with the NHL, uh, is, uh, they, you know, they want to pump up their young guys. They want to bring those names in. And I just, is and nothing against Brock Nelson, not that he doesn't deserve it. And I love that your prediction, but I think it's going to be Barzell, just the name recognition alone, just what, you know, the way he had his rookie year, everything like that. I believe it's going to be Barzell. Okay. I don't think we're, I don't think either. Yeah. Whichever one of us is right is going to be a positive. For them, and I, so. amen. Happy on both sides. <laughs> so you can take all those to the bank, everybody. Oh yeah. Uh, don't bet on me. Uh, <laughs> 
Well, that's all we got for 2019. Uh, I hope everyone's having a great holiday week, and hopefully everyone has also a great uh, New Year's. Happy New Year's to you. Merry Christmas to the parishes, my friend. Happy and, uh, holidays to the Staples. It's you as well, my friend. Thank you very much. I've had a ball working with you so far. Yeah. Thank you. This is... This has been a fun, uh, a fun 2019 for us too. It's been, it's been great to get this started, and uh, hopefully everyone continues to listen and subscribe and sign up for the Athletic and listen to our podcast and give us feedback and all that good stuff. Looking so forward to 2020, again, my friend. Exactly. We'll see you soon.